No worries. Thanks for giving us a call. Yeah, the sun's out now and the roads are out, so yeah, it's a beautiful day and we've got two away in six days, so it's been a, been a good start. Now, where are you situated today? Yeah, no, I'm on the participant side, so I'm in the one of the last ring of steel, so I'm down with all the participants um, and then we've got the owners on course and then um, we've got the bistro open as well, so uh, it's starting to look a little bit more normal, which is fantastic. And obviously not nearly as many people as you would like, but it's so important that you've got the owners there and the bistros open. Is the atmosphere starting to build? Is it starting to somewhat resemble a Kilmore Cup day? Because some of the cups in the last couple of weeks have been a little bit flat in terms of that atmosphere. Well, I had flashbacks earlier because it started to rain about an hour before the first. So it reminded me of 2017 when we lost the meeting. So that's gone away. But yeah, we are seeing those those that bit of normal coming back, you know, there's people dressed up, um, there's people that are excited about coming to Kilmore and, and you get to talk to... One of the good things with the way the owner system works is that, you know, we're making contact with each of these owners, so we get to have a conversation and hear a story and for me that's that's a major part of country racing is is to get to talk to the owners about their story, about how they're involved in their first horse or, you know, their 50th horse or whatever it might be, so... Hearing those stories is sort of what makes it a little bit special and know that it's a, an important part of the, the day and the year for us here at Kilmore. Ben, nice to get a couple of races under the belt because it's it's been a bit of a topsy-turvy time for Kilmore, hasn't it? Uh, there was the renovation, they were even going back a couple of years to the mystery of the, the spike sabotage and a, a few issues with the track and so on. So it, nice to get a sense of clear air today that, that all that might be behind you. Yeah, it seems like every year something happens here at Kilmore and that's that's just racing as well again I, I suppose but we took the decision I suppose that after the 2018 Cup um, to do the renovation straight away and, and the board and the committee took the took the decision really early in the piece to say well we think uh, if we wait a little bit longer um, that we're going to end up with a better result so that's why last year we had our Cup at Seymour uh, we came back to racing in February this year and, and I think the proof's in the pudding that, that waiting that little bit extra bit of time and giving it some more growing has enabled us to come back and, and learn our surface. And, and I think what can't be undersold is the fact that the renovation resulted in us changing um, the guts of the whole track. So for our track staff, they had to learn a new surface and, and we've spent the best part of 12 months doing that. And I think all credit must go to the track staff in, in what we're producing on a regular basis now, which is a, a really even and fair racing surface that, you know, is good for everyone. And so we're really proud of where we are today, but we know that we've got a hell of a lot more to learn. So we've just got to keep working on it. What, how, what's different about the track now from, say, three or four years ago, the profile camber? What, what have you done that makes it different? Yeah, all of that. So the camber, so we had negative camber. So the track used to fall away and it was originally built like a road. So it had a crown in the middle of the track to enable water to get away. And so as um, over time that deteriorated, it meant that horses that tried to come wide at Kilmore, you were just no hope. Or if you were able to win, you were, it was a really special win. So we've gone to sort of cross fall back to the inside, which helps with drainage. Um, we spent a lot of time and effort working on the home bent um, and, and fixing what was the worst part of the track, which has been really successful. And I think what's really important to probably remember is that, you know, 100 years ago, the finish line at Kilmore was on the, the other side of the track. The back straight used to be where the finish line was. So that's the best part of the track. So 
the, the brief that we sort of worked with Race Victoria is we wanted the rest of our track to race like the back straight because that was the best part of the going and that's what, you know, we're working really hard to get to now. So um, it's slightly wider. It has improved camber. We've got some Kaikuyu through it as well, which has helped knit that track together. And as I said, I think um, the time and effort that our track staff have put in to learn uh, about the track has meant that we've got the surface we have today. So when did the when did they flip the race course around, Ben? Uh, the back straight become the the home straight. It was about sixty years ago, maybe. So uh, it was done by bullocks. So they actually dragged it around on the back of um, uh, some bullocks and, and things like that. And and the reason they did that was a hundred years ago, Kilmore was a dairy community. So the race meetings weren't as organised as they are today. So they moved early in the morning, which meant that the afternoon sun never worried them. And then as we got some more, some more uniform racing and, and racing become an afternoon sport, it was no longer suitable. So they said, right, we'll grab the grandstand, we'll move it around the other side and, and we'll put it there. And, and that's what they've done. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting story about how things just changed and how they had to adapt. You could have played a practical joke on a few people and say, can you come back to Kill Me? I've been here for a couple of years. And they go, something looks different. No, no, it's all still the same, you know. Hey, did you ever yeah. work out who the Spike Saboteurs were from 2018? No, we didn't. We didn't at all. And that, that was a really scary and unfortunate situation. And, and what happened there? Because people listening might not know what I mean by Spike Saboteurs. Yeah, we had a, we had basically, Matt, we had a, someone taking it upon themselves to to insert a, a star picket on a, in the racetrack on the home turn uh, before the start of a race meeting on the morning of a race meeting. So um, and they were quite devious about it in the fact that they had uh, put it in just under the canopy of the grass cover. So um, thankfully the, the checks that were undertaken on the morning uh, found that spike um, and meant that there was no harm or no risk of harm to anyone. But it was a really scary situation and and what we were really wrapped with was, was how our local community rallied around us and how the industry responded. So uh, it was disappointing that no one uh, was found to have done that or we couldn't work out who did that. But were there, I mean, without um, giving anything away, were there any educated guesses? Oh, not really, because, I mean, I, I think everyone, uh, you know, we, we didn't really have any idea because there were so few people that could have done it and been on the track. So... Um, you know, as with all small communities, everyone knows who does it, but no one's got any proof, they think. So, um, and, and so we just, any sort of lead we had, we put through to Crime Stoppers and it sort of didn't go anywhere. But, but thankfully, we haven't had any other incidents like that. And touch wood, we don't have any again. Ben, in 2017, you said that unfortunately the cup was abandoned due to the weather. And I dare say that would have had financial ramifications. How challenging has it been this year from a financial point of view with no crowds at the Cup? Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really been difficult for us this year. Um, the Kilmore Racing Club, you know, we're a dual code venue with Harness Racing as well. And, and so from a racing side of things, we've been able to continue with some normality. But we also have two hospitality venues, one here in Kilmore and one in Bendigo. And so, you know, we're no different to, to other pubs and and community clubs that have, have suffered from not being able to trade. So it's been an incredibly difficult year. And, you know, the thing that's kept us all going probably is the fact that we've had 10 or 15 harness meetings and we've had six or seven turf meetings and we've kept that little bit of normality. Uh, it looks like we're through the worst of it at the moment, which is fantastic. 
uh, it has been a really challenging year, and um, and I can't speak more highly enough of all the participants that have, have kept the sport going. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to 2021 and uh, a nice, quiet year at some point, hopefully. I reckon. I imagine that a lot of the pro, the ongoing projects would have been skittled a bit by coronavirus, but not necessarily. We were talking earlier about community engagement, even to the level of the VRC with re-engaging with the local community regarding the the love of the Melbourne Cup and so on. And every country club has a connection to its local community that can become tenuous over time. What, what? How do you feel about the relationship between the club and the town and? There, what sort of efforts are there to, to sort of keep the, the link between the town and the, and the race club? That's, uh, that's where we spend a lot of our time, and I think that's an incumbent role for us to play in our local community. If we talk to the Kilmore community, Matt, and I think um, we know that we've made a difference and we know that our community um, views us in a positive light because for six months we went to a takeaway service and, and the support that we had from the community to say, well, we want to give back. You know, Kilmore Trackside's always there for us or the Kilmore Racing Club is always there for us and, and we know that it's time to give back. And I think the, the strategy or the the genuine belief of our club is that our role is to be, a you know, a, a leader in our community and, and so we see it as part of our responsibility to be the club that um, sponsors the art show and engages in organised activity for junior people. You know, and that's our charter. So it's not necessarily a sporting activity, but what we've said is that junior activity is something that we're passionate about because we know that kids that are in organised activity end up being um, less likely to end up in trouble than kids that don't have organised activity. You know, and I think one of the things that happened with us was, was probably David Warner's story as a young man and young boy that he grew up in, in a situation where um, he didn't have a lot, his parents didn't have a lot of money. And he found some support that enabled him to become, you know, a, a world-class cricketer. And so what drives us here at Kilmore now is to say, well, what if the next David Warner lives in Kilmore? But he's not going to play cricket because his mum and dad can't afford pads or um, he can't afford his membership. So we see our role in the community to be that, that group that says, well, let's find out. You know, let's make sure that little kid plays football. Let's make sure that kid's got paint supplies, let's make sure that they can go to their singing lessons or their dance com- competition. And we don't do it to to make ourselves feel better, we do it because we think it's our role. I think we sit here and we know we're in this really fortunate position to run a, a turf club, a harness club, a gaming venue and a, a seven-day-a-week bistro, and, it, and it's genuine, you know, and that's why we know we're making a difference in our community is because we are genuine, I suppose, and, and that's what we see as our role, and that's something that we're really passionate about. Uh, that, oh, it's so good to hear that because there are big race clubs that need to go to those levels of basic community connection and they're really big race clubs in town that uh, need to basically follow a, a lead like that, I think, Ben. So it's 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 fantastic that you're uh, engaging in those sort of activities. Uh, uh, Mags, did you have a question for Ben as well? Well, he mentioned you mentioned the owners on course, Ben, and you get to know them quite closely. Are they giving us any tips or any whispers around the racetrack today? Or who, what's your pick in the cup, Ben? Well, I'm picking the cup. Well, all the horses I like, Maggie, I'm too scared to say because they've all got a name that I reckon I'll stuff up. So, <laughs> um, so you give I'm us numbers, get... and Quinny will read out the name. <laughs> oh, that's not going to help either. <laughs> no, no. So I think I think he's an underrated trainer, which is a somewhat funny thing to say because his last name's Kimani, but 
Um, Delectation Girl, I think it's in a, in a listed race for the first time in a very, very long time and has run good races in a lot better class than, um, than it's in today in our listed race. And I've really wrapped with the race because I think it's a, it's a really, um, deep race in some sense and a really even race, but it's 12 or $13, Maggie. So you can back it each way and I reckon, um, you'll go close there. It's race six, number four, Delectation Girl. Currently a $12 chance with Maddie Kamani training Freddie Kersley set to steer. Ben, we really appreciate you having a chat to us today. Before we let you go and enjoy Kilmore Cup Day, can you just tell us about a few of the highlights that you're looking forward to for 2021 when hopefully the world has returned to normal? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're really looking forward to just getting people back on course and, and our experience. And I think, as Matt said earlier, about you know clubs that may have put projects to the side and, and not completed them because of COVID. You know, we, we had a delivery of um, furniture into our venue for the first time in 20 years on the 26th of March. So there's been hardly anyone had to have a chance to have a look at the furniture. So we really want to get back to just showing um, and providing some hospitality. And um, with the home side of things, we've just got on the jet roofing pacing cup this year. So to get that run next year, to get three or 4,000 people to the Kilmore Turf Cup, they're the things that we're planning on next year. And, and you know, I'm really looking forward to not wearing them enough Ben, you and the club, you're doing great things for Kilmore. You're doing great things for racing. And hopefully in 15 years' time, there'll be kids talking about their involvement in sport, thanks to you and the team. They might not get anywhere near playing for Australia, but the fact that they're participating is so crucial. So well done to that, and thanks for having a chat today. Lovely to talk to you. Have a good afternoon. Thank you.